Entertainment Now on UMI Radio, WUMEDD New York. This show takes you beyond the music, dance, box office and thrills. For deeper and more meaningful insights into the minds and hearts of the players. We share stories about pop culture, celebrities, and everything entertainment, but with education and empowerment in mind. It's all about positive entertainment. Here is today's hot topic. The King Holiday Observance theme for 2022 is, It Starts With Me, Shifting Priorities to Create the Beloved Community. Martin Luther King Day, is observed every year on the third Monday of January, on January 17th this year. King was an influential civil rights leader, best known for his work on racial equality, and ending racial segregation in the United States. His life and achievements are remembered and celebrated on this day. The 10 most tweeted quotes from Martin Luther King Jr., according to Twitter. From quotes on forgiveness to the struggle for racial justice, Martin Luther King Jr.'s words have continued to resonate with audiences, decades later. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Forgiveness is not an occasional act, it is a constant attitude. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. The time is always right to do what is right. As a part of this reflection, the KingCenter.org hosts the Beloved Community Awards, which this year had eight honorees. From the King Center in Atlanta, Georgia, it's the 2022 Beloved Community Awards, honoring Cami Anderson, Color of Change, Daniel Lubetsky, Joy Bulamwini, Malala Yousafza, Salesforce, Simone Biles, Usher's New Look, Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II. As we move forward into 2022, I challenge all of you to stay focused on shifting your priorities as we work collectively through Nonviolence 365 to create the beloved community. I think this year's theme of It Starts With Me, Shifting Priorities to Create the Beloved Community reminds us all to look within and realize we can all make a difference. Often our behavior and mindset can alter the way someone else reacts. Just think about what happens when you smile at someone, smile at me, Aww. <laughs> or unexpectedly give them a compliment. It can change their whole day. You're absolutely <laughs> right, Michelle. King was remembered on Monday as a civil rights leader that left a lasting legacy. The orator of the I Have a Dream speech is one of the most iconic black leaders of all time. Six 
sticks and stones may break our bones, but words leave a lasting impact on the people around us. This much is true in the life of Maya Angelou, who served as a voice for minorities throughout her life. She fervently defended the rights of women as well as the youth, despite the backlash she faced in a white-dominated world. Even long after she was gone, Maya Angelou left a lasting legacy that communities still draw strength from. Author, poet, actor, singer, songwriter, dancer, playwright, historian, civil rights activist, and teacher. Fluent in six languages, English, French, Spanish, Italian, Arabic, and West African Fanti. First African-American female member of the Directors Guild of America. Studied dance with Pearl Primus in New York. Won three Grammy Awards. Nominated for a Tony Award. Best known for her 1969 memoir, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, which made literary history as the first non-fiction bestseller by an African-American woman. Angelou received several honors throughout her career, including two NAACP Image Awards in the Outstanding Literary Work, Nonfiction category in 2005 and 2009. And this month, Maya Angelou became the first black woman to appear on a U.S. quarter, courtesy of the U.S. Mint. The U.S. Mint released a coin featuring her likeness into circulation earlier this week. The coin was created as part of the American Women Quarters program, through which a series of special edition coins honoring American women will be minted over the next four years. Special thanks to Insider Edition for the following news bite. Dr. Maya Angelou has made history as the first black woman on an American coin. The 25-cent coins are being pressed in the United States Mints in Philadelphia and Denver as part of the American Women Quarters Program. The late poet, novelist, and civil rights activist was born in 1928. She performed on stage, garnering Tony Award nominations, and on screen, in classics like the miniseries Roots. But it was Dr. Angelou's inspiring words that most remember her for. I have to say something that is honest and to the heart. Her honors include a Pulitzer Prize nomination, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and delivering the poem On the Pulse of the Morning at the 1993 presidential inauguration. The quarter depicts a youthful Angelou with her arms outstretched, beams of sunlight haloing her. Her uplighting gesture is mirrored by the silhouette of a bird in flight behind her, which is a reference to Angelou's widely read coming-of-age memoir, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings from 1969. The book details Angelou's harrowing childhood growing up in the Jim Crow South. The design, the mint said in a statement, is inspired by her poetry and symbolic of the way she lived. Angelou, who passed away in 2014 at the age of 86, is regarded as one of the most influential 20th-century American poets. In an interview with the U.S. Mint artist Emily S. Damstraw, who illustrated the design for Angelou's coin, Katie White reported the following interview via Artnet.com. You've depicted Maya Angelou with her arms upraised almost as though singing, and with a bird soaring behind her. Can you tell us how you came to this image? It was a challenge to figure out a way to represent Maya Angelou, considering that her life and her contributions to American culture were so multifaceted. Ultimately, I decided that showing her in an uplifting stance, gesturing expressively, as she often did while performing, would best convey the passionate way she lived. 
The bird in flight and the rising sun, are imagery that she incorporated in her own writing, and are also symbolic of the way she lived. The bird in my design is meant to embody the free bird in her poem Caged Bird. The bird I modeled the image on is a purple martin, a songbird native to Arkansas, where Maya Angelou spent much of her childhood. Purple martins are aerial foragers that spend their days swooping and gliding high in the sky, catching insects on the wing. They are elegant birds, in the same family as swallows. For those reasons, I thought this would be a good species to illustrate Maya Angelou's poem. However, the only thing that viewers need to understand is that it is a bird in flight, ultimately the species isn't really important. Did you base the depiction of Angelou on a specific photograph? The image of Maya Angelou as a young woman is inspired by many of the photos I viewed, but the pose is entirely my own creation. Do you have any favorite works by her? My favorite piece of her writing is her first autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Her series of autobiographies, starting with I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, made a deep impression on me. I am in awe of her ability to recount her life in such detail, and her willingness to share her stories so honestly. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of making the design, and how you work with the sculptor, who make the 3D model for the coin? My role in the coin design process, is to research the theme I've been given, and develop a design that honors the subject, of the coin or metal. I follow some guidelines to ensure that my design is coinable, and I try to define the elements clearly. My role ends once my two-dimensional design is finalized, then the sculptor takes over, and turns it into a three-dimensional work of art. Why do you think this project is important? I am thrilled about the United States Mint's new American Women Quarters program, because the extraordinary women featured on the quarters, deserve to be recognized for their achievements, and their contributions, to American life and culture. Maya Angelou had one of the most prolific and influential careers in modern literature, her influence is notable everywhere from Oprah Winfrey's career to the pages of Entertainment Weekly. Maya Angelou, 1928-2014 by Janet Jackson, published by Entertainment Weekly at EW.com. The poetry and prose of Dr. Maya Angelou inspired not only people and presidents but Hollywood. John Singleton's 1993 film, Poetic Justice, features some of the author's most indelible work. The film star Janet Jackson remembers the woman behind the words from the June 13, 2014 issue. The first time I met Dr. Maya Angelou was around the filming of Poetic Justice in 1992. I was young, 25 years old. I knew how important she was from my mother, brothers, and sisters, but when we first met all those years ago, I had never really heard her voice. Back then, we didn't have YouTube or DVDs, so I just read her work as much as I could. Her voice was so strong. She had a powerful impact on me. I remember reading, I know why the caged bird sings, and learning that she had suffered abuse as a child. The effects of the abuse and all that occurred after silenced her. Yet she transformed herself into this incredible iconic figure, so iconic, in fact, that those words are a huge understatement. She shattered barriers not just for African-American women, but for all women. There are no barriers of color or gender when it comes to Dr. Angelou. 
The poems of hers that impacted me the deepest are, Phenomenal Woman, which I recited in the film, and Still I Rise. The empowering truth of them resonates with all women. She is a genius, an activist, a trailblazer, and so much more. There is no word that exists to describe how phenomenal this woman will always be. She dedicated her life to teaching us how to better ourselves. She taught me, and the world, to know who you are and where you come from and to embrace yourself, your power, and your phenomenal beauty in every aspect. She taught us the importance of knowing our worth. We stayed in touch after filming ended, and I had the pleasure of staying with her for a little while at her home. She was never uncomfortable in any situation, but to see her in her own surroundings, in her own zone, was very moving. She knew who she was, and I could relate to that in my own way. She was always working to instill values in those she called, her children, and everyone was her child. Her literary work is a gift that we can never repay, and even though she is gone, her work will continue for generations to come. She has left it not to me, but to the world. There's an African-American song, 19th century, which um, is so great. It says, when it looked like the sun wasn't going to shine anymore, God put a rainbow in the clouds. Imagine. And I've had so many rainbows in my clouds. I had a lot of clouds. But I have had so many rainbows. And one of the things I do when I step up on a stage, when I stand up to translate, when I go to teach my classes, when I go to direct a movie, I bring everyone who has ever been kind to me with me. Black, white, Asian, Spanish-speaking, Native American, gay, straight, everybody. I say, come with me. I'm going on the stage. Come with me, I need you now. Long dead, you see? So I don't ever feel I have no help. The Essential Angelou. Her 1969 memoir, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, is a classic of contemporary literature and a staple of high school English classes. But these less heralded works are also worth searching out. Tina Jordan, from the June 13, 2014 issue. Just Give Me a Cool Drink of Water for I Die, 1971. Angelou's first volume of poetry tackles the tough topics head-on, race, class, poverty, skin color, relationships, addiction. The book is split into two sections, the first deals with love, the second with the African-American experience. The Heart of a Woman, 1981. This memoir, the fourth of seven, brims with the hustle and clang of the late 50s and early 60s New York City, where Angelou scraped together a living by singing, acting, and dancing, all the while becoming increasingly immersed in activism 
and growing ever more interested in writing. All God's Children Need Traveling Shoes, 1986 When she lived in Ghana in the 1960s, Angelou yearned to be seen as a returning daughter, but as she recounts in her fifth memoir, she discovered some painful truths about identity and belonging, about her African self versus her African-American self. Wouldn't Take Nothing for My Journey Now, 1993 This essay collection, spilling over with personal experiences and snippets of wisdom, is quintessential Angelou, more in performance mode than in writer mode. Her vivid personality leaps off the page, as she infuses her readers with pride, strength, and hope. How to Make an American Quilt, Review At first glance, how to Make an American Quilt looks like a Winona Ryder Greatest Hits package, Reality Bites a Little Woman. As in reality, Ryder plays a Gen Zer unsure of what to do with her life, here she's a Berkeley grad student contemplating marriage to a carpenter, Dermot Mulroney. As in women, Ryder finds her way with the help of an extended family of eccentric females, a rural California quilting bee that includes her great-aunt, and Bancroft, and her grandmother, Ellen Burstyn. Soon, however, it becomes clear that quilt is actually cut from the same cloth as fried green tomatoes and the Joy Luck Club. Through a string of flashbacks, Ryder's Finn learns from the travails of her foremothers. The moral of each story is the same, men stink. Yet, rendered with minimal sanctimony by director Jocelyn Morehouse and screenwriter Jane Anderson, most of the tales spin off in diverting directions. Though she's the lead, Ryder plays a passive listener, a role at which she's most convincing when transfixed by pot-smoking sisters, Burstyn and Bancroft. A study in contrasts, Burstyn is as subtle as Bancroft is hammy. Poet Maya Angelou executes Quilt's finest turn, as an ex-domestic and leader of the sewing circle. Her cadences may not be those of a professional thespian, but Angelou knows how to use her wonderfully fluid voice to tell a story. This kind of movie is why God created Best Supporting Actress Oscars. Everybody's All-American, her inaugural ode has made Maya Angelou a poet heroine. Backstage at Carnegie Hall, a tall, handsome woman dressed in black, sits regally in a velvet-backed folding chair, surrounded by a throng of admirers in evening clothes. Maya Angelou has just helped host a glittering 75th birthday tribute to Ella Fitzgerald, but the crowd is more dazzled by a previous Angelou appearance. The first time I see you is at the inauguration, says a gray-haired woman in a black fur coat, speaking with a heavy, French-sounding accent. You made me cry. Angelou, whose arthritic right hand is wrapped in an ace bandage, puts down her plastic cup of scotch and reaches for the woman's hand. Best wishes, she says slowly in her deep, rich voice. What is your language? Angelou's dramatic and moving presence at President Clinton's inauguration, where she read on the pulse of morning, a poem commissioned by the president, has turned the poet and memoirist into a media star. Here is a clip from that appearance, courtesy of William J. Clinton Presidential Library. Mr. President and Mrs. Clinton, Mr. Vice President 
and Mrs. Goa and Americans everywhere. A rock, a river, a tree, hosts to species long since departed, marked the mastodon, the dinosaur, who left dry tokens of their sojourn here on our planet floor. Any broad alarm of their hastening doom is lost in the gloom of dust and ages. But today, the rock cries out to us clearly, forcefully, come, you may stand upon my back and face your distant destiny, but seek no haven in my shadow. I will give you no hiding place down here. You, created only a little lower than the angels, have crouched too long in the bruising darkness, have lain too long face down in ignorance, your mouths spilling words armed for slaughter. The rock cries out to us today, you may stand upon me, but do not hide your face. Across the wall of the world, a river sings a beautiful song. It says, come, rest here by my side. Each of you, a bordered country, delicate and strangely made, proud, yet thrusting perpetually under siege. Your armed struggles for profit have left collars of waste upon my shore, currents of debris upon my breast. Yet today, I call you to my riverside, if you will study war no more. Come, clad in peace, and I will sing the songs the Creator gave to me when I and the tree and the rock were one, before cynicism was a bloody seer across your brow, and when you yet knew, you still knew nothing. The river sang and sings on. There is a true yearning to respond to the singing river and the wise rock. So say the Asian, the Hispanic, the Jew, the African, the Native American, the Sioux, the Catholic, the Muslim, the French, the Greek, the Irish, the rabbi, the priest, the sheik, the gay, the straight, the preacher, the privileged, the homeless, the teacher. They all hear the speaking of the tree. They hear the first and last of every tree speak to humankind today. Come to me here beside the river. Plant yourself beside the river. Each of you, descendant of some past owned traveler, has been paid for. You who gave me my first name. You, Pawnee, Apache, Seneca. You, Cherokee Nation, who rested with me, then forced on bloody feet, left me to the employment of other seekers, desperate for gain, starving for gold. You, the Turk, the Arab, the Swede, the German, the Eskimo, the Scot. You, the Ashanti, the Yoruba, the crew, bought, sold, stolen, arriving on a nightmare, praying for a dream. Here, root yourselves beside me. I am that tree planted by the river which will not be moved. I the rock, I the river, I the tree, I am yours. Your passages have been paid. Lift up your faces, 
You have a piercing need for this bright morning dawning for you. History, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived, but if faced with courage, need not be lived again. Lift up your eyes upon this day breaking for you. Give birth again to the dream. Women, children, men, take it into the palms of your hands. Mold it into the shape of your most private need. Sculpt it into the image of your most public self. Lift up your heart. Each new hour holds new chances for new beginnings. Do not be wedded forever to fear, yoked eternally to brutishness. The horizon leans forward, offering you space to place new steps of change. Here, on the pulse of this fine day, you may have the courage to look up and out and upon me, the rock, the river, the tree, your country, no less to Midas than the mendicant, no less to you now than the mastodon then. Here, on the pulse of this new day, you may have the grace to look up and out and into your sister's eyes and into your brother's face, your country, and say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. And now for today's Spotlight. Yumi Radio was originally founded in 2009. Back then, it was called Advanced Media Production. After winning first place in the Jamaica Broilers Fair Play Awards, the company seized operations around 2012. In December 2018 the company was rebranded and brought back into operations with new ownership. And in February 2019, it launched its first radio station, Yumi Radio, under the call sign, WUME, DB, New York. UME Radio is a digital radio station, owned and operated, by UME Digital Media Inc., a digital studio and multimedia company, headquartered in Bronx, New York. Our brands are committed to inspiring, educating, and entertaining people, through transformative and empowering content. Our mission is to reach 1 million households, touch 1 million lives, and showcase 1 million brands. Get the UME Radio app for the full experience, available via your Apple and Google Play stores. If you want to listen on the web, you may go to app.umeradio.com or via our website at www.umeradio.com. Our content can be watched on Kareed Vision. You can also listen in via Amazon Music, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcast, Podbean, TuneU, Live 365, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM Listen Notes. For all business inquiries, contact us at info at umeradio.com. This station is 100% community funded. To support us, please visit yumiradio.com forward slash get involved. Subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere online at UME Radio. Thank you for supporting us. Yumi Radio, positive entertainment 24-7.